Do you have to give people feedback when things perhaps haven't gone right or haven't gone as intended? Maybe you need to bring up a conversation with somebody internal in your company or perhaps even external. Maybe it's a contractor that you're working with. Maybe it's a supplier or a provider. Maybe you need to mention something to your boss. Maybe there's something you want to bring up with them. How do you do that? How do you give constructive criticism at work in English? That is what is going to be on the agenda on today's podcast. And don't forget to stay until the end where I give you a word, structure or a phrase that hardly anybody uses, but everybody should. Welcome to Anna Wichuen's Business English Podcast. My name is Anna and I've designed this podcast for international professionals who want to speak more and speak better. Whether you're based in Spain, like me, maybe you're in Portugal, Japan, America, Australia, Mexico, I really hope that you can take something away from these episodes that you can implement and put into practice in your day-to-day work. That is the goal of this podcast. That is the objective to help you improve the way that you speak and just give you the confidence to speak more when you're at work. If you love the podcast, I highly recommend that you sign up to the Anna with Two Ends newsletter. I send the newsletter every week after the episode, and it's basically a short and sweet summary of all the tips that I've talked about. And it's the only place that you're going to get a written copy of what I talk about in the episode. A lot of people find this really useful, and you've told me you find it really useful for learning the words that I talk about, having a bit of a recap and a refresh. You want to get your hands on that, then sign up to the newsletter. The link is in the description box. If you want to help support the podcast even more, you can tell a friend or a colleague about the podcast, somebody else who you think could benefit from these episodes. You can also leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. I know that it's a little bit different on other platforms. And if you do leave me a review or rating, make sure that you take a screenshot and send me it as a DM or as an email, and I will give you a free training in business listening. Finally, you can donate to the podcast through Buy Me A Coffee. This helps support me as a creator and the costs I have for running this podcast. It is a free podcast and it will always be free. So if you want to support me there, I will leave the link in the description box. Just before we move on to our main topic for today, I would like to give a shout out to Bea who sent me a message on Instagram and it was really, really lovely. And I'm going to read it out. You said, hi, Anna, I would like to say that your podcast is wonderful. I have never had an experience like it. Congratulations on your clarity and direct way of showing the differences. I can notice at the same time that you make pauses in your speech. You also keep a rhythm so that whoever is listening can understand and develop listening at the same time. Thank you so much, Bea, Beatriz. You said that you were based in Portugal and it was lovely to receive your message. And I'm really, really glad that you you like the podcast and that you found the podcast. 
Right. Let's take a look at negative feedback or constructive criticism. It's normally known by that in the workplace, but essentially it is negative feedback. It's always easier, isn't it, to do the the better things, the positive things. There's not as much pressure to get it right. Well, maybe that's a bad assumption, but I always find that people tell me as well that it's easier to say the positive things. The difficult conversations are where you're like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm being diplomatic. I need to make sure that I say this right and that they don't take it the wrong way. Most of our time at work is taken up with sorting out issues and dealing with problems. Being able to give constructive criticism is part and parcel of that. It's something that comes up. Inevitably, as a manager or a leader working with people internationally, you are going to have to address things that don't go right because it's going to happen. Not everything can go perfectly. So I want you to have a think right now. You might want to stop and pause this while you think about it, or you can write some notes, think in your head or or whatever. How is negative feedback or constructive criticism done in your language? What have you noticed working internationally and with people from around the world about the different ways that people give constructive criticism and negative feedback? And finally, what phrases, words do you already know in terms of delivering constructive criticism or feedback. So what are the key things that we need to keep in mind from an English perspective? A lot of people like to prepare these types of conversations in advance because they are these types of sensitive conversations that have the potential to be a little bit tricky. And even in your own language, I'm sure I would prepare this type of conversation even if it were in English. But that's why it's important, because if we're working in another language that's not our own, that adds another layer of difficulty and warrants potentially a little bit more time in terms of preparation so that we feel that we can manage it better in the moment. Because we're already doing something difficult, which is an awkward conversation potentially. Oh, and on top of that, you've got to do it in a language that's not your own. Knowing some good phrases, some natural phrases, some phrases that are not very inflammatory can help from an English perspective. I think the key caveat here, and this leads back to the question I asked you before at the beginning, how have you noticed that other people around the world give constructive criticism and feedback? Different cultures do constructive criticism and negative feedback very differently. Some are much more direct and some are much more indirect. And you may have noticed this if you've worked with people from, for example, the United States, compared maybe with people from the UK or Holland, for example. And it's interesting because some people will tell you up front, they'll just be like, this didn't work in a constructive way. And then they'll say, you need to do it like this next time. And other people will try to be like, you know, you did a great job. It was really good. And yeah, really loved it. But, and the key message is at the end. So you need to be mindful that not all cultures give negative feedback in the same way. And what I would suggest is you need to find a way that you feel comfortable giving feedback. I'd like to go through some suggestions and some different phrases that you can use. And as per usual, these are always suggestions. You need to pick and choose, find the ones that you like, ignore the ones that you don't, 
it is as much about that. It's not about me telling you which phrases you can use. You need to have a think, okay, I I like that phrase. I want to try that one out. Or "Mm, I don't think that would really work for me. I have a little bit more of a direct style, et cetera, et cetera. First of all, let me break it down in some different sections and the vocabulary that might come up in those different sections. So the first part normally is that you've got to bring it up, right? Whether that's a conversation in your catch-up meeting with your employee, or maybe it's in a meeting with one of your contractors, you've got to bring it up. So that initial phase of bringing it up, what can you say? I'd like to talk to you regarding the X project. I'd like to talk to you regarding the work that you did last week. Please, can we talk about the X project? Please, can we talk about the report that you handed in last week? There's something that I've been meaning to talk to you about. Or perhaps maybe a more direct way might be to say, Anna, there's something really important that I'd like to to talk to you about. There's something very important that we need to discuss before we move on. Or perhaps before we go any further, there's something really important that I need to talk to you about. If we follow the giving something good at the beginning, then moving into the improvement, you might want to start off with a sentence that that does that. You've been doing a really, really good job on, on this project. However, there is something that I wanted to talk to you about. I really appreciate all your effort. I know you're working really, really hard, but there is something that I need to bring up about the work that you did last week. And I know you've been working really, really hard on on this project and you've been really, really busy, but there is something that I do need to speak to you about. The next logical step after that would be then to introduce the, the improvement point, the thing they need to get better at. So here's some sentences that you could potentially use in that situation. I've noticed that recently it's been brought to my attention by the team or by certain individuals that I've become aware of or perhaps it could really zone in on a piece of work. On the last piece of work, on the last thing that I asked you to do on the project, then after that, we're probably going to want to focus on the next steps. And I've done all of these sentences, therefore, therefore going forward, and here's where you would put in your bit about, okay, what, I, what it is I want you to do a little bit differently. Therefore, going forward, I would like you to Therefore, going forward, I would like you to sounds a little bit different than therefore going forward, I want you to. It's a subtle difference, but I would like comes across as a little bit less, a little bit less direct if that's what you're going for. Therefore, in terms of next steps, I would appreciate if you could let me know in advance if you're going to change something. Therefore, from now onwards, rather than doing this, I would like to do it in a different way and then detailing what that different step is. Once you've finished your kind of bit there, you might then want to ask for their feedback. What do you think? How does that sound? Do you agree? Do you feel that's a fair assessment? Is there anything you'd like to add or or say? How can I help you? Maybe it's a case of you notice that they've been struggling with something and you want to ask how, you know, how can I actually help you with this? 
is there anything I'm not understanding correctly? So you might want to follow up with a question like that. So those are all the different steps and some different vocabulary you can use for that. But why don't we put it into an example and see all of that in action? And I've got a couple of examples here that I want to go through with you so you can see all of those different parts together. Some of the vocabulary that I used before is is different in these examples. And as I said, the vocabulary I give you is always suggestion. I mean, it's not black and white. There's different words that you could use here. But what they all follow is this structure of bringing something up, then being specific about something, then talking about the impact that's having, and then the action or the next steps going forward. So let's look at that in a little bit more detail. Let's have a look at a couple of examples. The first one I'm going to do is about somebody who's always late or somebody who's late to meetings, which is what I'm going to actually talk about here. So let's imagine that I'm talking to one of my team members. Hi, Anna. I just wanted to chat to you quickly because there's something that I wanted to talk to you about. In the last month or so, there have been six days when you've arrived late to the catch-up meeting. I totally understand that these things happen. But I'm a little bit worried about the effect that this is having on the client impression because every time that you've turned up, the client has mentioned that you weren't there at the right time or that you were late. Could you let me know why that's the case? Could you let me know what's the reason behind you being late? And then maybe they would give you, you know, some kind of information or they might back it up with something or maybe they say that they've got some kind of difficulty with childcare and that means they're always late or whatever who knows and then you could say something along the lines of okay I understand that thanks for letting me know or it's good to have a little bit more context therefore going forward why don't we see if we can push the meeting back five minutes just to make sure that because you've got these childcare issues in the morning, why don't we try to see if we could, maybe that would make a difference. Or maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to say, well, therefore going forward, I would appreciate if you could try and sort out this issue so that you're able to get in at the right time. I mean, who knows, whatever, whatever it is that you, you want to do. These are just, these are just examples. Let's have a look at another one, but this time with errors in somebody's work. I'm going to use me as the example. I'm going to say, hi, John. Well, we'll use John. Will you go for something different this time? Hi, John. There's something I've, I've actually been meaning to, meaning to talk to you about. Um, so do you have a couple of minutes? Well, lately, since, since January, actually, this year, I've noticed that there's been a couple of errors in the budget and, and figures, specifically the budget that we have for, for this project. I, I thought this was really unusual because normally... In the work that you do, there, there aren't any errors, which is why I just wanted to bring it up and ask you what the reason behind this was, if there's anything that I need to know, if there's something that I can help you with. I'd really like to just understand that a little bit. And then obviously they can give you their answer and then you can give them that action going forward. Maybe it's that, I don't know, they're working with a new system or, you know, maybe they've got something going on. This does happen. I've got a lot going on at the moment. I've got some personal things going on. I've got a lot on my plate right now. It's interesting, that expression to have a lot on your plate kind of tends to involve work and personal things. Not always. I mean, it it depends on the person. But if you tell me that you've got a lot on your plate, I'm thinking this person's really stressed. 
one way or another, whether that is the amount of work that they have at the moment, maybe there's some kind of personal element as well. It definitely does give me that idea that there's like a personal element behind that too. Well, thanks for, thanks for letting me know. I think then in terms of next steps going forward, I would like us to have a more regular check-in or therefore going forward, maybe we can work together on a couple of these errors. Maybe they were having a problem using a new system or something like that. Who knows? I mean, the the options are endless, right? It depends on the situation and the person. Let's do one more example. And with this one, I want to focus on motivation. I want you to imagine a situation where you're at the end of a meeting and you just want to catch somebody at the end of the meeting for a couple of minutes. Maybe this is outside of the normal catch-up meetings that you have. And you know, you know, when you just want to speak to somebody, but you can't really find an opportunity to speak to them, maybe it's because you work online and it's really difficult when you work online to kind of grab people for a chat like you do when you're face to face. So imagine that I want to speak to John and everybody's left the meeting and I might say, John, can I, can I grab you for a minute just before, just before you go? And assuming they say yes and they have enough time, you can sort of jump in and, and, and bring up your issue. Okay, great. Well, there's actually something that I really wanted to talk to you about. How much time do you have? Oh, I have 15 minutes or whatever. Or, well, don't worry, I have, I have a couple of minutes. Okay, great. Well, over the last couple of months or over the last month or so, it's been really hard not to notice that you've been coming across a little bit less motivated. You missed the deadlines on the last two deliverables and you haven't participated as much in the meetings as you usually do. Again, backing that up of it's hard not to notice your drop in motivation, but then backing that up with actual objective things like missing deadlines and not participating as much. Yesterday in the meeting, when we asked for your feedback, you seemed like you weren't really interested in the discussion. You actually rolled your eyes. I saw you rolling your eyes. Is there something that's stopping you feeling more enthusiastic about your work? How can I help you? what's going on, what's on your mind right now. I mean, really, there's lots of different questions that you can ask there. To wrap up that part then, constructive criticism and negative feedback, definitely if you have to do this, it's worth thinking about what you want to say and how you want to get it across before you have the conversation to make sure that this conversation in another language, it's not your, 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 your native language, goes well. What are some phrases that I could use there to make this conversation go better and to sound better? I'll be putting all of the examples that I've used and the vocabulary that I talked about in the newsletter. So if you want to get that, make sure that you sign up to the link in the description box. Let's finish up today with a word structure or phrase that hardly anybody uses, but everybody should. Actually, today I want to focus on a specific sentence that people say when they finish speaking. How would you ask people once you finish a presentation, how would you then open it up for questions? I've noticed that there's quite a lot of variation, but there's actually a few really key things that we say at the end of presentations or speeches, and we want to open it up for questions. And I'd really like to go over those with you because I think they could help you when you're speaking to not kind of get confused about, do I use this one or this one? And we're going to start all of these with, if you have any questions, we're not going to complicate anything. We're just going to use that as our main kind of anchor there. 
So the first one is, if you have any questions, let me know. If you have any questions, feel free to ask me. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask me. Those are the three. And you can use them, repeat them, pick your favorite and go with it. That is it for today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you found it useful. Thank you so much again. And I will see you very, very soon. Bye-bye.